It's Wednesday. Smell those eggs and bakey. It's time for Breakfast Talk, a podcast discussing current, independent, and mainstream entertainment topics from gaming and movies to comics. Start your week off right with the Breakfast Boys. As always, if you can smell what we're cooking, click that like button. And if your tummies are rumbling for more, click subscribe and ring that brekkie bell to turn on all notifications. All right, let's talk. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the plot of Suicide Squad, the new one, not the yeah. old one. So yes. if you even though it's just called Suicide Squad, it's not even called Suicide Squad 2, but it is the second one because it is, in fact, after the first one, which is tricky because they're both called the same damn thing. Them's facts right there. So, yeah. Well, the first one is Suicide Squad. This one is the Oh, like Batman yeah. and the Batman? God. Yeah. Bang, bang. <laughs> so we're going to start off. The plot is obviously terrible. It starts with the word the. Unnecessary. <laughs> no, no, no. So let's, let's, let's actually start with like how the Suicide Squad's formed in the beginning of this one. Because that's, you know, if we're going to be breaking down the plot, we might as well go from intro to outro and then talk about the, uh, uh, what's it called? The end scene? Is this? Well, first, firstly, though, like so, the the plot is pretty much exactly the same as the first one. Um, you yeah. have you have the squad your, forms. Your, 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 right, your set of squad, but even the character types are even kind of similar, right? So, like, they got an assassin, exactly. It's like a hitman, like a mercenary, a hitman who's who's a black guy who's doing, you know, who has some motivation or attachment to his daughter. Um, he obviously <laughs> wow. has special skills. Um, and he, they basically have to take on kind of like a world ending kind of threat. That's a very like huge threat. And yeah, there's, there's this, and and they have a character who has an issue with like, you know, people around him and ends up being a semi hero and dying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's a very, it's a very, Oh, and Harley Quinn's in it. It's almost the same movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the only the difference is that. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, and the director, and you know some of the actors. So. It's the James Gunn movie. Yeah, that's what it should be. It should have been like you know what was it? Uh, the Justice League Snyder cut. Like this should have been like the, the Suicide cut. Squad James Gunn cut, or yeah, Gun, you know, Reloaded. You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fully loaded. Um, but yeah, so. That's definitely that is super interesting to think about too. Like yeah, so like when, when they're picking out the the cast of like who's going to be on this Suicide Squad, right? They're they're they are going through and they're collecting. It's interesting. I'm trying to think about like who who they all can join with. Like Bloodsport, obviously Deadshot, uh, and I was referencing um, was it Diablo? Is that who yeah. it was compared yeah, to yeah. Polka Dot yeah. Man? Because uh, you know I mean they both had like these life issues where they didn't feel like they belonged anywhere and then they both become a hero at the end but they die doing it um and then harley quinn's in it so that's just the same person i'm trying to think i can't remember all of the besides her like character growth but yeah 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 this time she just kills people and you know talks about it (laughs) um but uh no no it's a red flag yeah, what, what was what was the uh, or who were the other characters in the in the first one? Um, there's, a, there's Boomer, right? Boomer, uh, Boomerang. Well, you have Katana. Katana. Um, he was kind of like the P 
peacemaker of it in a way. Not she wasn't evil, but she was like she's there, but she's kind of like not a bad guy as much. Was there some? Was there somebody who turned on them? I feel like there was. <laughs> but like well, I can't well, think of Harley, who, like, Harley technically she she like, you know, communicated with the Joker so he could try to break her out. Yeah. So technically she's the one who kind of turned on them, but she didn't really yeah. like she was turn like, on them. She was like uh Blackguard or not Blackguard. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Pete Davidson in the first one. Except she didn't die. Who didn't watch it and wanted to watch it. It's their fault. Sorry. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. They all die and none of them die. It's a suicide yes. squad. Some of them are going to die. They all commit suicide. Actually, much. it's funny because even though a bunch of people die, a bunch of people also don't die. Even yeah. though like they did die, but they didn't actually They're not die. even the right, true right. suicide squad. The first true suicide squad is the Star Wars Rogue One. So, Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. See, look at Buttercat thought it was funny. <laughs> he's constantly laughing though you see that face <laughs> that's why he's with me he's having a good time um but yeah so anyways i think that like, like i was saying start started with the like the intro to the actual um setup i think that it's interesting that you, we get a little more behind the scenes of like the other people that work at um what, what the hell is it called uh, uh what, what are they called their headquarters is that Argus? Ar no, is it? Oh, is it Argus? It was part of Ar Argus. No? Maybe it is Argus. I don't know. Maybe they don't mention the name specifically. But either way, like their their headquarters, you actually get like introduced to like the staff there, like the normal people. I thought that was pretty interesting, like showing how there's a bunch of normal people working there that don't really know how in depth or insane their leader is. Yeah. <laughs> and like I thought that was a very cool setup. Because I, obviously there's a reason they were doing that, so that the the ending uh, has that option. But yeah, I think it was it was very cool to like see that. Like think about it, Steve I from like IT, the, who's working at like like, you know this place. Guy. I like the bearded fat guy. I don't remember his name, but he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm really good at my job. <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy. But like that's what I mean. Like it's funny because it's kind of like that guy you know at, at IT at work, and you're just like, oh yeah, he except he works for like a, a group of uh, criminals who are used as assassins for the government. Like it, it's it's super it, it's super interesting. Like how they portray them. Like they're just not like oh this is a secretary. This is the accountant. This is a Steve from IT, right? And oh and there's yeah. the Suicide Squad. You know they're ex villains that we can blow their heads up if they look at us funny. You know so it was kind of it was kind of like cool how they set that up. Um, and then the way they introduce the characters, they make them interesting. Like King Shark, when they first showed him, like it was funny because like I actually couldn't remember if King Shark could talk or if he just yelled. And one of the characters even asked that, like, does he talk? And he says something. He's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, like, just like how they got introduced. Um, is Hector frozen? I just saw him. I just heard him. La oh, there he goes. I heard him laugh, but like his camera like glitched for a second, so that it he, yeah. I don't think he can see us though. Well, he can see us, but we're black squares. I can see Greg's face. He's like this now. He's like this. Oh, he, oh he's actually like that right now. Yeah, so he's frozen. Hurting, so. um, <laughs> yeah, and like how, yeah, what was it? Polka Dot Man? Like, yeah, he comes through and he's just getting like torn apart. 
at the prison yard and they're just like, oh, look at the guy who throws polka dots. And like, you have no idea what he does for like a really long time. And, and even when they finally like get to the island where it all starts, like, like you just see him go off to the woods to take a piss essentially. And you just like see like rainbow confetti lights going off and you're like, what the hell's going on? So like, it was, it was definitely interesting. They really held off on show, showcasing what the characters could do for a very long time and like the first person they show is savant and you know he gets killed really quick <laughs> so it, it was definitely cool that they didn't showcase as much as they could have for all the characters i like that in the beginning it was a very cool um start to that yeah what do you guys think what are your comments on the beginning who i think it was um it was actually a much more um fitting like they set the tone really quickly for the movie, and I thought that that was um, that was honestly a really good thing because again they kind of address things like okay, so you you know what the team is already, you know what you know what our deal is already. Like so they, they it's like they address that, and that kind of again like when when the plot starts to repeat itself, it's kind of like well they already said it, they already said like you already know what we're uh, we're we're all about, you already know what we're doing. Like this is it, this is the movie, right? So they they set this tone of like it. it like humor that overlays this kind of like, I don't know. Like, again, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's the same plot. We got to go in and do this, this dark stuff. Right. And, and the, Amanda Waller is just going to be as, as dark as she was in the first one. She doesn't, she's very apathetic. And that's like, it, it's funny because she's kind of like how uh, peacemaker is, right? Like she's like anything for the end goal. Right. Like, so no matter what it is, no, no matter how dirty it is, like I'm willing to how many dicks I gotta eat off of this. Exactly. Dude. That's Amanda Waller. <laughs> and I just realized too, like aside from that, even the setup of the movie where they send Harley on a mission with Rick, and yet that whole team gets wiped. Yeah. So it actually like it sets you right up like because yeah, I guess technically I, I skipped that when I was talking about the beginning. Like they set you up showing that they actually have more than one team. I think that's the other cool thing. Like as opposed yeah. to just going like, oh, there's the suicide squad, it's like it's just the name of whoever they send out and that they're willing to send out multiple groups was also cool because if that's the case, that means if they make another movie, it could be like other people that they yeah. were, that were sent out. It could be even at the same time, like, the, like as this movie, like there could have been another squad sent out someplace. And like the fact that they, they do that Harley gets, uh, ends up living. And so does uh, Rick. It's, it's Rick, right? Yeah. Except, yeah. You know, There'll be a little difference in the next one. But. Yeah. You, you back? Yeah. Yeah, back. yeah I, was, I was saying, like, it's interesting that the way they set it up, uh, whatever the next one is, like, they could actually have another squad that was sent out during this movie. And, like, they could even play off of that because now we know they send out multiple teams, even if yeah. it's just for diversions or whatever it is. And so, like, it was, it was interesting that they actually started off by assembling the team. You thought, like, oh, this is going to be the movie? Like, we're going to deal with these Pete Davidson? You know? <laughs> so it was, like, really interesting, like, how they set up your uh, certain um, set of expectations, immediately murder them, and then they start off with that cool transition of the uh, the blood in the water. Yeah. Saying, I forgot what actually, did that just say the title of the movie, or what did it say? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, damn, that's going to... I think it did. Blood and water transition suicide squad. I think it said suicide squad. I 
Yeah, so. I think it was like a chapter introduction. So yeah, that's what I was trying to remember if it like because they all had like chapter title. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. the heck? Give me all these ads. I get it. I get it. Here you go, Harley Quinn. This this is the last one. Dang it. I need tools. Any time past months. There we go. Image. Someone had to have gotten an image of this thing. Yeah, the the fact that they have this like, they like you said they set up this this initial team that's basically just like a cannon fodder team, right? And um, you know, even mid mission where they're like, yeah, we're screwed. Like, there's no way we can win this, right? And Amanda's just like, yeah, it's a tough team. Don't worry. Like, you guys will be fine, kind of thing. It was like, again, emblematic of of how little she really did care about like you know, the, the team itself, right? So, like, she has, at the same time, this kind of, like, sense of, like, like, she, it's like she's putting together this team and she's doing it because she cares, right? But then at the same time, she really doesn't care at all. Like, so she just has this very, like, dualistic side to her where she's very much on both sides of the spectrum. Like, she's heartless, but at the same time, she has this warmth. It's weird. Yeah. Which is great. Like, as an actress, you know, like, her being able to kind of, you know, work that spectrum at, you know, in this movie is great. She's the perfect fit for Amanda Waller, I think. Oh yeah, she's she's insane. She's insane. <laughs> she's mental. Weasel. Damn. Weasel was pretty good. Pretty good in that movie. Yeah, I felt like um oh, there you know, is. It, it would have been nice if we could have gotten maybe a little bit of Weasel before he, uh, you know, passed away. Got off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't forget, we're going to get more of them now. Spoiler. Yeah. It's going to kill more children. or More children, right. <laughs> Is that what he did? I forgot. I forgot what it was. Well, that was like, yeah. they said he killed like 40, 47 children or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it said Warner Brothers Picture Presents. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the very next one was three days earlier, and it shows, like, a toilet seat. <laughs> and then it shows the assembling of the real team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just looking at all the transitions. Actually, Greg, can I, 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 let me grab the screen. Can I share the screen? Share screen. Yeah. Share. Yeah, just to share, showcase you guys, like, what these, you know, how much work they put into this. Like, that, that's pretty in-depth. We've got, you know, Warner Brother Picture Presents, <laughs> the toilet with, like, the foam or whatever on the toilet three days earlier uh oh now yeah when it catches up on the beach meanwhile harley and the roots bring me the heads of the suicide squad i don't even know what that's in it's like dirt but i don't know what the hell's written on it <laughs> yeah and then operation uh jotunheim and then i got switched to operation harley like that was that was that one i was referencing in the last episode the the idea that they like had the flames in the background then they actually died it out and pulled it back up for the right one so, yeah, it, it was very cool. All of their scenes were very cool. Starro the Conqueror. Also, did anyone else see Starro the Conqueror and immediately think um, War of the Monsters, the old PlayStation 2 game? Because that is exactly what I thought. And even, <laughs> like, it looks like an 80s Godzilla movie. And I love the fact that, um, what the hell is it? The, the guy, the, actually, the guy you mentioned, the big guy with the beard, he immediately responded with something along the lines of, like, oh, shit, we got a kaiju. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. It was so perfect. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. I, I've never played that, so. 
For anyone who hasn't played War of the Monsters, you're missing out. I think I think it's on uh, what is it like the PlayStation Store for like five bucks, and oh. for like the, for the new ones like PS4 and five, I think you can get get the old PS2 game for like five bucks. I immediately bought it. I'm like, I have to get this. I, I used to play that more than almost any other game on that console next to like Tekken. Um, yeah, definitely awesome. Yeah, so the intro was pretty cool. How did they introduce everybody? And then um, everybody had their little like moment, I think, like on the helicopter. Like Pete Davidson did. He had his little moment until he didn't yeah. anymore. <laughs> also, what, what did you guys think of like how they started introducing like the, the starfish? Because like it started off like the first story, like they don't tell you how big the thing is, right? Like it's it starts off as this thing that, uh, like NASA, or, you know, some government space entity ended up uh, finding in space. It was just floating there. Oh, always oh, lost actor. So now it's your it's up, up to you, Greg. What are your thoughts on how they introduced them? I thought it was okay. I, I kind of the only thing in that entire plot that I don't think was really needed was um, the thinker. Uh, Hector, yeah, I was gonna say, Hector, did you, did you hear my question too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Greg's going first. What What do you mean about the thinker? Like, what What about the thinker? In the past, you mean? I, I just think the thinker was wasted, and you know, then he was literally wasted. Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. They could have like used him for something else, but you know, you just killed him in that movie. Muscle. Yeah, they didn't even just kill him like they could bring him back like Peacemaker. No, they they splattered him. him. Yeah. yeah, they ripped him in half and then splattered him against the inside yeah. of a giant. Pit. So I was like, oh, that's kind of annoying. Cause yeah. He's Flashpoint, kind of, guys. Flashpoint. Yeah, that's what I was saying last time. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, if you watch episode 23 when that, you know, pops up. Yeah, depending on how much they actually utilize Flashpoint, like, they could do so much. That's why I'm saying, like, if they use Suicide Squad as, like, the starting of this universe and then enter Flashpoint, that would be such an interesting way to skip so far ahead into, like, the multiverse-style concept that... Isn't Ben Affleck's Batman in that, too? In what, Flash? I thought he was in that, too. I I think it's supposed to be, like, four different generations of uh, Batman. So that's why, what's-his-face, uh... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's in it, yeah. And I think he's supposed. To, I think he's supposed to be. If I remember correctly, I think he's supposed to be the old man version when Batman Beyond yeah. exists. Yeah. So that would be that'd be fucking awesome, dude. If they, dude, if they if they pull Batman Beyond into Flashpoint and then make it, I, like I still am blown away that they haven't made a Batman Beyond movie. I saw like, a talk that was actually describing how both Marvel and DC are like now doing the whole multiverse thing. So. Well, that's the point of like the Flashpoint. Flashpoint essentially is the yeah. multiverse overlapped yeah, in the scene. They're universe. like literally both doing it at the same time, so they're kind of like trying to who's gonna win? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You decide because you know DC kind of lost the first round, the first ten years. Of... <laughs> they're like, huh? Well, no, it's funny. DC wasn't losing. They they had the Dark Knight. You know what I mean? They had Batman Begins, the Dark Knight, and uh, what's it called? Uh, Dark Knight Rises that were coming out for all that. Like, they had a great run of movies that was its own universe. They were, they just weren't universe building during those yeah, last 10 years. Like or, I guess like, 20, 12, 13 years, I guess. And, like, now that they're trying to universe build, they're doing, they were doing a terrible job. But, like, we discussed last time, like, having, 
having the Suicide Squad and or Flashpoint as like the real, you know, Iron Man starting point of this universe would be a phenomenal way to do it. Starting off with the villains or starting off with a tear in the universe is a pretty interesting way to start the start a universe. That's how they should do it. But yeah, so yeah, Hector. I guess before we tangent too far off into the other stuff, uh, what did you think about like how they introduced like the main bad guy, the kaiju, at the end? Like not how they introduced them at the end, but like this, like even how they, you know, what I mean, like the lead up into that. Like how do you like plot wise? You know, they just showed him floating in space and they picked him up and they're like, oh, it's the starfish. I guess it makes like it made sense. I think like you know, um, <clears throat> based on the history of the character. Um, I think it's it's different, obviously, than like his original kind of again like comic book iteration. Um, but I think to, in, in in terms of the movie, it made sense, and I think it makes sense um, that um, that they chose him, I guess, for like the um, the kaiju effect, right? Because like there's not there wasn't really that many rules surrounding like something like Starro, right? So like he's kind of this entity that um, first of all is not super well known. He's not a like um, very uh, focused on villain character, and even in in some comic book iterations, he's not a villain. He's, I was about he's, to say, I, yeah. I just looked him up. I didn't realize how old he was. His first yeah. appearance was in 1960. Yeah, Damn. and the, I remember anyway. I remember Starro as the like legit like he's the one who like he first gets onto Superman. And then, like, because like Superman's like under his control and stuff, and then that's he what I, replicates yeah, that's himself. What I thought. Then, yeah, yeah. And actually, I just saw the first one he was in was in uh, Justice League America. That was like the first like iteration of the Justice League. I can yeah. see in the picture it looks like Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Yeah, and he like takes over and the Justice League that? essentially, and I forget like who saves them. Like one of the J- JL members. No, um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was cool. I thought it was um, he was he was a cool villain because and he wasn't really a villain in this either. He was he was kind of more of a victim if you're being. Uh, yeah, at the very at end, him. he even says, "I just enjoyed floating in space. Like we brought him here. Like he was just having a good time, and he wasn't replicating when he was like that. He was just floating around. And then he's like, oh, you gonna it's like a defense me? mechanism.' Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um." Yeah, the the whole aspect of like of making him the villain, right? And then like the the way that everything turns around in the end, it's like again, it, it's playing upon the fact that like who's the real villain here, right? Like, and it really all comes down to like Amanda Waller, you know, like when you're com- compartmentalizing secrets and like you know you're you're falling into like a governmental structure, and it it, it kind of is like uh, it's kind of like an allegory, right? For like you know black ops kind of missions and things like that. Um, that that do take place in kind of like the real world, so it's it's kind of like yeah, like shadow government stuff is obviously never uh, <laughs> never upfront or good, you know what I mean? And their in their purposes and things like that. So do it's super interesting. I just looked this up. Um, I was looking up. There, there's like a series. What is this? The yeah, it's a comic book series from DC Comics uh, called The Brave and the Bold. Yeah, and it's super interesting because. The first ep- the first comic ever that Starro was in was issue 28, which is when Justice League of America starts. So the first 24 issues is Golden Gladiator, Viking Prince, Silent Knight, and Robin Hood, right? So, like, very interesting. Then, it's, then 25 through 27 was Suicide Squad, 
and then Justice League America starts for the next uh, three issues. So that's super interesting that they decided to use such an old uh, character, and it happens to be timeline-wise introduced right after the Suicide Squad. Right. And, and, and in this, they're, like, changing that up. So that's super interesting. Yeah, they, <laughs> I was wondering that's what they did. They just, like, looked to the oldest Justice League. They're like, what happened before that? Let's get that guy. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely using their the historical aspect of DC, right? Like, um, DC is, is a bit older than Marvel. You know, it started with, you know, Superman back in, what, like, the 30s or something like that. So he was, like, one of the first like comic book superheroes. Um, he was kind of the, the, you know, the way that they play up Captain America, that was Superman essentially in comic books was like, he was the the uh, symbol of patriotism and the American way, right? Like truth, justice, the American way. Like that was that was the whole premise of, of Superman, right? Um, and even used him in, in like, you know, propaganda images and things like that um, for, for wartime and for bonds and, and all that kind of stuff, war bonds or whatever. Um, so I thought that was interesting when I see Captain America because I was like, oh, so they really took the, the Superman route with Captain America with like originally, right? Um, which, you know, it, it makes sense with Captain America. I just thought it was an interesting kind of duality between the two, two the big two, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's super cool that they're kind of throwing, they're going back to like the, the authenticity of their universe to kind of like, you know, move into the, into the new age of, of, of cinema and comics and things like that. Um, I think DC just has a problem with continuity. Um, and, you know, comic book entities kind of do uh, because they want to explore all options, right? They don't want to leave anything off the table because then it's, you don't have interesting stories with, this, with I guess, with the, the title characters, right? Like you got this character like Batman who's... who's... Yep. Ah, oh, there yeah. he is. Exactly. I understand. Yeah. Completely. Dude, it's interesting, dude. Like, I'm just like looking more into stuff like this, like, because I, I clicked on the Suicide Squad link in Wikipedia just to check keep that going. out. Keep going, go, go, go. Oh yeah, keep going. You're back. That was quick. Um, I was just saying, like, yeah, you you have like a character like Batman who's like guaranteed to sell, but you want to take him on all these interesting tangents. So, um, it, it kind of feels like again the, the the DCU. We've talked about this before. We touched on it before. They just have a problem with continuity, and I think that. Like you said, if they, if, if they can use that model of, well, this works, let's run with it, with the DCEU as it pertains to Suicide Squad, then, yeah, you should have a bit more um, of these movies that come out that are a little more humorous but still have that dark side of the, of the DCEU, like a villain-based um, DCEU that could – or a villain, I guess, center-pointed uh, DCEU where you can fully flesh out the – the more relatable characters of the DCEU, which is what we talked about last time in the villains, and then kind of center point them, center point, you know, the universe's growth around those characters, and then kind of like flip it on its head and make the hero characters be more of the, um, the imposing force or the, 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 the gods of the world and, and kind of how um, the, the normal people see those, those godly figures, right? Like some people, a lot of people will jump on that bandwagon and a lot of people will be against it. Right. So a lot of people will be like, you know, Hey, like I, um, I resent this authority, you know, kind of thing. And that's where the villains come in. So I think, um, yeah, having a villain tilted uh, DCEU is probably the way to go. And then you can have more of a, you know, because the, DC universe in general is supposed to be darker, even though you have actually more characters in the DCEU that are more like, I'm not going to kill, right? Like, so like Superman is the most powerful, you know, being in the, in the universe. And he kind of has that, 
dynamic as well as Batman's one of the most interesting characters, partly because of that dynamic. He won't kill, um, you know, whereas Marvel is kind of like, they're kind of like, you know, gunslingers. Like they don't really well, it's hard to, care. I, I was going to say, it's not that they like intend to, it's just like, they're not keep, keeping watch of it. Like remember later when, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tony Starks is like freaking out because he realized how many people died when they were right. like, c- catching the, the island that they lifted and dropped. Or not yeah. island, but just the chunk of land that they left the city. Yeah, city. Yeah, and they just picked yeah, it up think... and dropped, and like how many people died from it. Like they don't, they don't really just mention it. it just it just happens because yeah. that makes sense. That no, yeah, happens. yeah, it, that's realism, right? Like you know yeah. when you're doing all this crazy shit, like there's gonna be casualties. So like it, to them, it's always just a reality. And I think in DC, like I guess more more in the comic books because in the DCEU, it's it's definitely not that way, right? Like I mean, even Batman's getting in on it. Like he's just like knocking dudes heads around and he really doesn't like and and they introduced that like batman versus superman he's like he doesn't really care anymore he's so he's so um broken yeah exactly he's so like gritty and hardened by you know 20 years in gotham and you know he's probably given so many criminals a chance and they've just repeated and repeated and repeated he's just kind of like all right, well, you know, I got to do it and and the robin hood and 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 robin hood and robin right Yeah. yeah so but yeah, like again, you know, I watched the Justice League Snyder Cup maybe a couple times already. So like that's numerous hours of my life that I've uh, I've tried to piss, uh, pick apart kind of like the the Justice League as it currently is. And I think you know there's there's a lot of plot holes that do occur when it comes to like uh, even the Snyder Cut, which was you know leaps and bounds better than the original Justice League, but it still has a lot of plot holes. Um, I think actually Suicide Squad is so clean and when it comes to that like there really isn't a lot of plot holes it, it sets you up with this you know again here's the mission here's a set of characters here's what you know is going to happen based in the boundary of what this team is and it kind of sticks to that format throughout and they they still do open some doors like you know hey what happens with Bloodsport? um you know you have peacemaker you have the suicide squad that now is a very cohesive unit and it actually is a very likable unit like you don't want anybody to die from this unit Whereas the last unit was kind of like, well, yeah, they're cool, but I don't really that care about them that much. Like, you know, yeah, if they do die, they, they did a lot better in this one of making care about each individual one. Like, uh, what's his face? Uh, King Shark was just like a cuddly teddy bear almost. I know he ate people, <laughs> but like, that, yeah, that's what they care about. Uh, you know, the polka dot man was kind of, uh, you know, just yeah, somebody you just felt bad for. Like you said, like you could tell, like people hated him and he had a terrible upbringing. Uh, you know, Bloodsport's doing it for his kid. Harley Quinn is not such a psychopath, <laughs> still is, yeah, but yeah, not as much. Uh, which, I, by the way, I'd have to say, like, one of the coolest scenes in the movie was when she was going off and there was like the flowers exploding in the background, yeah, 100%. like you know, so like, uh, that was pretty clever. But, um, even, even Peacemaker, like, he's so funny, that's the part you like about him, right? He's charismatic, all that, like. So each character you liked and didn't want to go for various reasons. Where yeah, I definitely agree. Like like when Diablo went up, I'm like, oh, he's gonna die. Like they figured that. Um, where like Polka Dot Man, I didn't know until like the scene was happening. Yeah. Right. Where like I'm you know, a superhero. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was yeah. They definitely you're right. They did a great job building building the characters up and making them each interesting in their own way and and as a team like like, like even the milton thing was kind of funny like they kept yeah. slowly sh- like he was in there for like a huge amount of time but you don't really see him as much but they keep showing him slightly more and more and more until bam like 
Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was really interesting. I had and a having cat of freedom fighters. How do they not alert me? <laughs> right, right. Turn them into my mom and kill them. Uh, I love how everybody's just looking around like, oh shit. <laughs> like we're we're not gonna sell them the truth, right? And then Polka Dot Man just comes out with it. Um yeah, I think even like so even like a character um like Rat Catcher 2, right? She kind of because of her kind of chaotic neutral standpoint, like she's not like bad, right? And she's not necessarily good because like you don't have, or I guess you don't have that like strong moral code. Like she's 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 on survival mode, right? So she's like, she, she'll she steal. She, she's like Catwoman. Kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like on the moral compass, but like, she yeah. Exactly, she's rat woman. Yeah, she's rat woman. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so having her as like, uh, uh, like, she kind of holds the glue of the team together in terms of like the moral well, compass to a degree. Like she, even her little not, mouse or mouse, her yeah. rat. Yeah, but like that that there made like yes, Sebastian. Like the, the whole idea was that like having that little cute character made her like the Ash Ketchum and Pikachu combo. Like it's just that <laughs> idea that you know you didn't want her to go because obviously the mouse the, or the you know the rat would go. Like that's right. kind of the idea. Why would I want a leaf. But but the entire time, she's not like bitching about what's happening like she's not being like the the hall monitor you know what i mean like she's just yeah. kind of going along with the right like she they're le legit killing numerous people and she's just kind of like well all right um these guys are really good at killing people i guess you know like she's not like trying to be like no stop don't kill these people and be the reason like again she's not hall monitor they're freedom fighters this movie, <laughs> this movie you know like so to me it was like again she's a very likable character that i could see you know in, in in the DCEU moving forward as becoming more of a heroic character or having a different path kind of carved out for her. And even Bloodsport, I think he can turn that, that route as well. Whereas like, um, I guess, you know, he's good at killing. So that's, that's going to be a hard route to, to be for him. But like Ratcatcher too, she's, she's more or less just a thief, you know, but she has a really, um, you know, kind of under, underrated kind of power set right like where you're like oh she controls rats like oh okay that's cool but like yeah rats are everywhere so as you can see in the whole <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but it's true i mean like yeah. any any major city you go to there's a ginormous rat population anywhere that there's a, a, a bunch of human beings there's going to be a like probably just the same amount of or if not more rats you know in that city so she actually has a really op kind of power set um getting like Gotham and she just turned that on. Just <laughs> crazy, yeah. It's so technically like New Jersey and New Jersey's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think I think someone mentioned like that was kind of the idea of like New York City was metropolis and Gotham was New Jersey yeah. and then across the river. <laughs> yeah, it's a but yeah, it, I think it's a much more interesting team, dynamic team. Again, there's a lot more routes moving forward when it comes to not only another Suicide Squad movie, but, you know, a lot more DCEU kind of um, universe building if they take this opportunity to grab onto it and actually, like... And, and it seems like they might be because, like, the whole Peacemaker miniseries show that's coming on HBO Max. So when that, did they uh, announce that, by the way? Uh, I don't know. I saw it when I was doing a little oh, bit more research yeah. uh, into the movie and just, like, the characters. I was like, who the hell's Peacemaker in general? Like, who, what, what type of character is he? And, like, some articles came up um it had to be close to the like either after the release right after the release or um like maybe a week after or something i don't know because i saw it pretty much right right after i seen the movie and then that's I why it's interesting like, I, 
I feel like what they should have done was like they release the movie and then like wait a week or two weeks when it's like still being talked about but dying down and then announce it because I'm sure there would have been more people who probably skipped the end credit scene then suddenly hear that Peacemaker's got a TV show and been like wait what and gone back right, like right. yeah it just seemed like weird marketing because like we knew about the show like really quickly and it had just heard, come out I heard someone mention the end credit thing they're like after the other end credit thing I was like oh. Okay. Yeah. So I just waited, and I was like, "I got nothing else to do at work." So I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> I kind of wish you guys watched uh, Titans. I've seen yeah, two I've, seasons of it. I have not seen any of it yet. It's I gotta... not like that great, but <laughs> the third. <laughs> yeah, season, there's. Um, so it's not gonna be good. <laughs> well, third Batman is uh, definitely not the Batman that's in like Under the Red Hood. He's right. Yeah. I was about to say, is, is is that Batman like the Superman that appears in Supergirl? No, the guy that plays Batman is cool. It's just like he's he's from Game of Thrones. Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's the. Well, he hasn't really watched Game of Thrones, so yeah. Oh. Dude, if anyone's if anyone's watched, uh, yeah, well, I have a good reason for not watching it. Someone spoiled the very oh, first also the, season's like, ending. He's also like I think that villain. Never seen these movies, but I know he's in it. Um, he's in Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like Resident hmm. Evil. That yeah, franchise is terrible. Um, <laughs> Say that louder, so all the people in the back get like real angry. Like terrible. <laughs> What's terrible? Yeah, tell them. Can you put like a, a little like you know I don't know layover of, of oh, just saying put the terrible. banner like, <laughs> the banner the banner terrible. on the bottom just put it in there real quick you, make there. sure you say hack from Hector like yeah we don't want to yeah. be associated with that. <laughs> oh let's ta- let's talk about you. it let's talk about it no, no I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing any of them so I couldn't I, or if I have they were so unmemorable I don't remember yeah um, yeah so like if they take this opportunity to you know kind of do some really interesting universe building. Um, hopefully they do. Uh, the Flashpoint. Yep, exactly. Terrible. Um, the, the, <laughs> the fact that they have Flashpoint coming up, the fact that they have Flashpoint coming up gives them an opportunity to, to, to pretty much completely rewrite the, the entire DCEU as it stands right now, unless they are going to like really make the Snyder cut the kind of foundation of the DCEU. Um, if they do that, then they kind of you already have this goal in mind, right? Like you already have the premise of Flashpoint already figured out, and you, there's really not a lot of surprises to that. Um, yeah, and the next DC that. movie isn't until March of next year. I was, just, yeah. I was just looking it up. I was curious, like if there was anything directly related to this after. And the next movie is Batman, the Batman. Yeah. Ironically, it's the oh, Batman. That's Batman. fucking hilarious. I just realized that. It's March, yeah, but it's funny that it's called the Batman because like this was the Suicide Squad. What's the next one? The Superman? Like <laughs> this is Wait, the could be, No, it could be uh, the Supermen. No, it's DC's League of Super Pets. <laughs> oh, it could be the Supermen and it can have Bizarro. Oh my god, Black Adam's the one. No, July. No, no. Yeah, Black Adam. Um no, also too, like they've set up like a uh, uh, Clark and Lois where now you expect them to have a kid. Like now they're yeah. married and like, it's kind of that whole, um, the, the son of Superman. And you could have, because um, you know, they've set up, okay, there's already a Robin, a Tim Drake Robin who's died. Right. Or is that Tim Drake or. Um, uh, yeah. Tim it. Drake dies. Doesn't he? I no, no. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, 
Which Robin? Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say that doesn't uh, sound right. He's the one that Robin, died. And is supposed uh, to come back as Red Hood. Yeah. <laughs> Titans. <laughs> but um. Oh, Dick Grayson. None of us are right. None of us are right. What? Dick Grayson isn't the one who dies. It was a lot of fun. Snyder revealed that the the deceased Robin in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice was intended to be Dick Grayson and not Jason Todd, as in most incarnations. Wow. Yeah, so Jason Todd. So yeah, Greg and I were right. Like that's okay. the one I thought. But apparently, he's killing off Dick Grayson. Which isn't he the one that becomes uh, Nightwing? Yeah. So I guess what they're saying is no Bat Family. There's not going to be a Bat Family in this universe because he's already guess learned his. Yeah, but no, no, they're also making the Batman. Like I like I'm already confused well, on that. Not, like it's that not tied. With yeah, it's not connected. It's not connected. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to be in the DC universe at all. I uh, think it's because supposedly the Joker and the Batman are supposed to be in the same universe. That's so I think what they're doing is they're really reinforcing this is a multiverse, right? So like they can have all of these different strains of the same superhero, just like how they're making with comics. So essentially you can have the Batman and the, the Justice League versions, like they're all just in separate universes. So the, cinematically, we can have a trilogy go on in this way. That's the Batman, right? And it and it won't ever intersect with the Justice League of this one. They could even make a separate Justice League in its own universe, essentially, that never interacts with or be, because of a flashpoint, you have some form of interaction, some universal interaction. Yeah. But I think that's what they're doing. They're re really reinforcing that the DCEU is much different from the Marvel you know, cinematic universe where there isn't really continuity, and they're n the only continuity is there's no continuity. Yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah thing. right. Problem by not fixing the problem. So exactly, yeah. they're kind of diving into the, I guess the <laughs> something that that people are kind of disturbed by. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it, you know, I, I guess it makes sense, right? Like you can have all these different multiple universes and things like that. And um, I think DC is more. Um, stronger in which like they have multiple iterations in comics like you can even go on to, to the dc uh like website and they they show you like earth 616 earth you know what i mean like 124 so like and all these different iterations of of the, yeah. the justice league and all the different characters and how how those worlds turn out so um it's actually something that's that's foundational within you know dc comics yeah so it, it does make in, sense um, the show the flash which I stopped watching. Like I don't even know what season. I think the Thinker season Good. was the last. Good. One. Don't 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 waste your life, Greg. Yeah, no. No, I I want to finish watching all those. I'm I'm a couple seasons behind now on all of them, though, or a few. You don't have to. I no, I like, I, 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 like every them. episode is. I can tell you every episode of Flash. Ready? I'm so sorry for nobody that's watching right now, but <laughs> <laughs> the Flash. Ready? He has Here a problem. Go. He solves the Here problem. By running. I'm going to go through the entire season with you very briefly. All right. Run, so, Barry, run. Villain. There's a new villain. And he's like, oh, shit. I'm not that fast at, at that guy. Let me beat some <laughs> other villains. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can kind of run fast. Run, Barry, run. Iris is kind of cool. She's cool. Oh, she's now part of the team. All right. No, she's in charge now. Oh. The end. <laughs> this is the flash. That's the flash. I, I nice. like Arrow better besides uh, seasons four, three, and four. And then when they saw the crossovers, <laughs> <No. laughs> that Just three, just three and four, and then like um, I never watched Supergirl, even though some people said that was good. But... Uh, it started off good. I I don't know. I have to. I haven't. It's all right. 
I agree. I, I I watched the first like season of it, and I was like, oh, this has potential. And then the next season was just kind of like, oh, this is another CW show. So that's how I felt about it. Just oh, apparently they're making a Supergirl movie. Yeah. Didn't yeah, know that. They, they, they cast uh, a Hispanic. They're making a Lantern Corps movie. That, yes. I don't care about any of the other movies. I want to get a good version of that movie because if You're they're doing a Lantern that should have been. I don't actually care if it's Ryan Reynolds. It's just the fact that it wasn't a Lantern movie. It was just him. I want to see like space. I want. I want to like just like they did was, Guardians of the Galaxy. I want a Green Lantern core movie. It was a terrible, terribly written movie, and it wasn't a film. And I think that's kind of like what needs to happen in the DCEU is like I think they need to make films as superhero movies and not focus on yeah. like, like because again like the Joker right like so that was like a film. Uh, the Nolan trilogy; those were films. Those were things that like had content that was deeper. Yeah, that than was superhero. What, what was the What was the director that uh, uh, Scorsese who was saying like none of the Marvel movies are film? Like they're right. they're entertainment. Like they're, they're he's, just, he's he's a he's he's, he's he's criticized the same thing about DC. Like the Joker, he was he was very hard on the Joker as well. Like that it was trying to be something that like was powerful, but it wasn't like it, it, it's missing the mark. Right. I and, think it's powerful though. I think that that's the interesting thing is you're right. I think the DCU should do that. I, yeah. I've watched the Joker multiple times and even watching it like the fourth, fifth time when he's on the talk show, I still get goosebumps because I'm like, Oh, this part's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was extremely interesting. Uh, one of the most, um, Full stories you get, like full full content wise, and then relatability wise, you, you see of the Joker, right? And it's kind of more towards like the whole Red Hood, right? Like the the original Joker, um, and, and it it makes complete sense again towards the 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 depth that the DCEU has to offer, right? Like like we we're just talking about with villains, their villains are extremely relatable and they have a lot of depth. Like if you talk about Catwoman, if you like again, Batman's probably the only one who has a somewhat relatable story, and it with all of their superheroes, all, all of their superheroes for the most part are very much out of the realm of relatability for most people. Like um, even even one of my favorite DC characters, like Blue Beetle, not a relatable character at all. You know what I mean? Like the 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 old Blue Beetle or the new Blue Beetle, neither um, one of them. Um, one of those is gonna be. Well, the new bleep, the okay, so yeah, the Karate Karate Kid yeah, yeah. series, Cobra the, the, Kai, dude. Miguel, yeah, Miguel, yeah. he was he's cast as uh, the new Blue Beetle, yeah. so badass, by the way. Um, he's gonna he's already trained up, so that's fucking dope. Um, and Jaime is actually one of my favorite characters in the DC like DC comic universe because I think he has kind of a more he's kind of like that coming of age character. Oh, we lost him. He also went really quick that time. I wonder if he did that on that by accident. I had to look up who the blue blue beetle was for a second, and then I'm like, oh, I've seen him before. Okay. I didn't know Shazam was coming out in 2023. Oh, it's coming out like next year. You show the second one? Yeah. I haven't seen the first one, so I still need okay. to see the first one. I heard it was actually pretty good, but I have I have not it's seen like it yet. 20, so. you're, you're not here though, because you're just like a 
buffering thing. Actually, he's Sonic the Hedgehog, and he's rolling around <laughs> at the speed of sound. Now, did you ever play Sonic Adventure? Rolling gotta, gotta around go at the speed of sound. You're not going fast. Your buffering thing is going slow. You know what you need? Starlink or Skynet. You know, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, once he does get back, we're hitting we're hitting fifty minutes. We should wrap this up. Yep. So then we the only thing we have to, left to talk about is the end and the end credit scene. You should you should have him like have him kick himself and then reboot. Kick yourself. I, I could kick you. Yeah. Well, no, no. He he's gonna leave like refresh the page though because yeah. like. I if I kick him, then he can't come back in. Um. Yeah, he has to leave. Come back yeah. Anyways, so so we'll set this up for when so when he's coming back. So, end of the movie. So the actual final. There we go. He's back. I I I don't. I'm pretty sure you heard some of what we said. But basically, you know, we're hitting 50 minutes, so we should roll it up with the end of the movie. What we think about the end and the end credit scene. So let's let's talk about the actual fight scene and and ending of the movie. What are your opinions, Hector? Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, so the, the, the wrap up of this movie was pretty much the same as the last movie, right? Like you have this big kind of, uh, worldly threat. Um, he has these little minions that are, you know, rolling around. Essentially he takes, you know, normal people hostage essentially. So, um, it's the same kind of premise, right? Like, um, now we have a lot of fodder for the suicide squad to, you know, fight with and things like that. I thought it was interesting the way that they, um, you know, again, gave the, the people with the least um, played up powers the most kind of like impactful roles um, besides Polka Dot Man because he basically died um, <laughs> after he like burned out the thing's leg, um, which I thought was like super badass. Like he could have just killed him. He could have just destroyed oh. him right there, like the enti his entire being. Do you know what's interesting? Um, so remember how they said they picked every character on the on the squad on purpose, like they were very specific and deliberate. And later they mentioned that they were going to need King Shark. And I realized when the movie was done, he was completely unnecessary. There wasn't a single moment in the movie that he absolutely was needed for. Like he right. was a fun character, but like the, the way they described it, like I thought like he was gonna have to rip something open that like no one else could rip open. Yeah, I mean, like he, there, yeah. there, there was never a point in which his strength was needed. I guess what they were just trying to keep him. I think like the script was trying to keep him relevant throughout the movie because he wasn't going to play a like tremendous. Like, like when they introduced him, they were like, "You're yeah. going to need him specifically to get the Yotan." Yeah, yeah. And he, they, they didn't. They just walked in. Like, <laughs> well, he, he made a, he made a nice clay, you know. Like, yeah. No, like, like even like think about it. Even when they fought uh, the uh, Starro, like he bit him a couple times. That distracted him for a couple of seconds, I guess. And like that distraction let Polka Dot Man rip a hole in his leg, kept him distracted a little bit longer. And then basically the Rat Catcher sent her minions at him, and uh, Harley Quinn poked the hole in the eye that started the like, they got the rats inside to actually yeah. kill him. Like that was literally what happened. So like. But Bloodsport at least was distracting him for a minute, shooting those freaking rockets at him. But literally, it was like nom nom, like that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's I love as a character for like the plot line, but like he wasn't necessary for the team to get yeah, in Jotunheim or fight I have the monster. No idea what to do with it. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's interesting because it's it's kind of like 
to me, you see that in, in a lot of movies, right? Where like the script or something that is said throughout the movie isn't necessarily true throughout, right? Like, and then you could just say like, well, that's like people talking. Like I make predictions all the time that don't come true. It doesn't no, I, like stop me from making them, right? But I, like, I mean, more I get like what you're saying. every character had a moment in which yeah. they were necessary, except for King Shark. And right. he was specifically mentioned in the beginning as being someone who would end up being necessary. It right. was the only character that didn't have a pivotal moment that like like his best moment, meaning like a life changing moment, was when he realized he had friends and that he yeah. didn't need to eat every person, and that was way earlier in the movie. So like it was yeah. just funny because like every person had a pivotal role they needed to play. He's like uh, on the team. He's like Rocket Raccoon needing that guy's like leg, but he didn't need the leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, he's like the leg. Yeah, he's the leg. Yeah, he's the leg that Rocket, Rocket Raccoon didn't need. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it is kind of funny that, um, yeah, it was just like, uh, oh, there he is. Yeah, we were just saying that he was like Rocket Raccoon's leg, like that one that he picked up. Like, he didn't need it. <laughs> he didn't need that. Right? It was cool to be there. Like, it made it, it was, funny, but it was unnecessary. Up movies <laughs> because apparently he's good at that. Well, I think it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of a setup for the next movie. Again, they're, they're creating this team where now he's the bruiser, right? Like he's the one who can yeah. take a lot of damage. He's the one who can give out a lot of damage. He can, you know, potentially kill a lot of people at one time and, you know, not, not be phased by their weaponry pretty much at all. Do you, do, you, do you, what's interesting about him though, is that the scene where the stars tried to like cling onto his face and that didn't work. I thought that that was going to be the thing that made him necessary. Like maybe the whole team gets taken over, but he rips them off before they get fully embedded because mm -hmm. he was unaffected and he saves his friends. Yeah. And even that didn't happen. That's what I mean. Like he yeah. literally wasn't necessary for the team. He yeah. was great for the movie because he made it fun and entertaining, but like he didn't yep. do anything. <laughs> no, I get, yeah, he, he really wasn't like a critical role player. That's for sure. And I mean, no. his, because a lot of the movie was like supposed to be stealth, right? Like they were trying to sneak <laughs> in and out of places. Yeah. He's yeah, not really. I just do so funny too. I almost feel like they did that because they're like, man, the CGI is costing a lot. Like, let's have a stealth scene so we get rid of the shark, the freaking giant walking shark that when they put shorts on him, he looks like a street shark. <laughs> yep. like, we need to get Jaws off the shirt. Or, no, was it Jaws? Was that, was that the, the white, the great white's name? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. it was Jab. Yeah, it was Jab. Oh. It was Jab Streets. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Slamu. Yes. Yeah, Jab Street Slamu. Ripster. No, it was Ripster. There you go. And yeah, yeah, I was going to get it eventually. <laughs> I yeah. forget all their names. Anyway. Um, yeah, I love those. Yeah, my, my thoughts were that it, it wrapped up really nicely. I thought, again, it was, it was like, again, it was like, there's a lot of full circle moments for me. And for me, like, again, that was like the wrap up of the of a similar plot line. Um, and then, yeah, the end credit scene. Um, I didn't expect it. Like I really didn't expect because this. I saw yeah. the movie and then I read the article about like he's getting his own show, right? So like it didn't ruin it for me. Um, but yeah, it didn't. Um, it, I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, oh, I guess Peacemaker's dead, even though he didn't die in a very gruesome way. So it was like you kind of get that, like maybe. But, he's alive, but it, you know? it was done at a moment that quickly moved away, so you forgot that it wasn't there. right. Right, I think right. that's what uh, that's what they did really well. Like you know, back to the yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like based on like the plot of everything else, like he killed Rick, who like I was looking into that. Like he's almost always like the leader of the Suicide Squad, and now he's gone, right? And so it's interesting that like it would make sense that Peacemaker would get capped. 
right? So like, it, it was just kind of funny that it, like it didn't end up happening. Like, so now they have a TV series. They're like, listen, you killed our our hero, and now you're our our hero. <laughs> and then yeah. the, other, the other end scene too, the weasel. Like, it was one of those ones where like I almost. I don't know if that was only there to make people think that there wasn't going to be a second one to show, you know what I mean, Peacekeeper or Peacemaker. Like, I almost wonder if that was, like, just to distract us from that or if, like, he's going to play a pivotal role. I think I mentioned that in our last episode. Like, it would be really interesting if by bringing him back, because specifically when he died, um, the Suicide Squad headquarters, which I, I, I was trying to figure out what they were called. They're called the uh, Task Force X. That's what they call that group um but it is under argus right so argus yeah. i believe has a a subgroup called task force s that runs the suicide squad and so yeah anyways like when when he died like at those headquarters like his image went red which means they recorded him as a death so now that he's off the radar what happens if he just runs around and so it'd be really interesting if like he plays a pivotal role during like the climax of the next movie or even in one of the tangential movies like it maybe he just appears in uh the peacemaker show or show that's coming out yeah i mean just for like a split second like he's in the background (laughs) eating something (laughs) yeah exactly like an easter egg kind of thing yeah so yeah that would that would be interesting yeah nice we hit an hour yeah definitely a good ending to uh there it is yeah you got it